back to the Effective Ministry Podcast, the podcast that helps you have an effective youth and children's ministry in your church. I'm Tim Bealhartz, one of the children's ministry advisors for YouthWorks in Sydney, and I'm joined today by one of my colleagues and friends and also a children's ministry advisor, Adam Jolliffe, uh, who works in the northern region of Sydney. Welcome to the podcast, Adam. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Uh, Adam, we're going to talk today about our leadership teams. Many of us who are listening are children's or youth ministers uh, or ministry coordinators in the local church. Most of us will have leaders, volunteers, helpers who are underneath us in our team structure. So we want to talk about those team structures. We want to talk about Mm. um, what you've called your three C's of leadership, which will help us lead our teams effectively. But before we jump into that, I thought it'd be a good opportunity just to get to know you a little bit as well as a uh, Youth Minute Works advisor. Um, So how did you start in your leadership journey? What made you interested in children's ministry? Yeah, well, I... I'm not from a Christian home, but I went to a great small church, St. Stephen's Lugano, um, a long time ago. And uh, I, and there, when I, I think I was in year 11, and I was asked to lead on a Friday afternoon kids club. So I did that and cut my teeth and made heaps of mistakes, I think, <laughs> probably. Um, and then got involved in Beach Mission, and Beach Mission was incredible. We were down at um, East Beach Kiama, and with a very creative leader who really did expose us to a lot of responsibility and leadership. And I learned a lot there, I think, as well. Mm. Yeah, that's how I started. Speaking of creativity, one of the things uh, I most admire about you, you have a whole lot of skills I don't have. And I think a lot of people in Sydney who have seen you minister, maybe seen you at things like SNBC Kids Conference and those kind of things, know that um, you're an expert with those big up the front things like you you do your puppets you do magic you've got big props all those things that uh, I have not cultivated in myself and I just yeah. where did that come from from you where did you you know particularly that kind of the magic the puppeteering all of those kind of creative elements what got you into that side of children's ministry teaching and presentation yeah I, I have a, a tiny bit of artistic talent <laughs> um, I was a kid who used to just speak in weird voices so puppetry was a logical extension <laughs> to that. And uh, yeah, and then uh, across my ministry experience and career, I suppose, I just ran into people who started to do these things. Uh, I'm a reasonably introverted person, actually. But when I got in into a puppet theatre, I suddenly realised that no one knew who I was. Mm. And this uh, personality of my puppet came out it was probably the person I really wanted to be but I was just too scared to be yeah so <laughs> but now I had permission to do that and uh, he was a cheeky fellow Wooly and he's he's been with me for 30 years yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and, and when I started as a I came out of Moore College and got a, the only job in Sydney being a children's minister and I thought I need to know some skills and so I hunted down the guys who were getting to the end of their working life who were just great at chalk sketching and doing magic and puppetry and yeah, I they were very very generous with me and there's and people t- like Owen Shelley, Owen uh, Shelley, Keith Thompson, Keith Thompson yep. uh, Clifford Warren, who started mm-hmm. Anglican Media, uh, and and they taught me a great deal and and so and and then just I guess thirty years in the game, you just use it every week because motherhood's the necessity of invention you need different ways to tell the old old story and so yeah 
So I just developed some things and then was was lucky enough to lecture on it for a little while at SNBC and um, yeah. And I'm just, I just keep trying to add a new presentation or two each year, like the big ones, for mm. Easter and Christmas. And each week there's lots of Bible stories, and which will end up being puppets or end up being, yeah, just uh, big artistic things. Or, yeah, I keep trying to look for ways to do things simply but really engagingly. And then in your, your ministry vocation, uh, you ended up at um, Quakers Hill, now Life Anglican church mm. and that was a church that went through lots of growth during that time so you've had lots mm. of experience with different size teams mm. lots of different levels of ministry just want to give us a quick snapshot of the time that you had there at life anglican yeah sure so i was there for 19 years and when i started there were about 10,000 kids under the age of 10 in the parish so that kind of warranted its own minister and that's why they put me on but it was a small place and i, I guess you could drive you know, a minute up the road and buy a goat back then. <laughs> was, but um, but now it's like it, it was one of the biggest parishes in Sydney with 250,000 people and there's just colour fences as far as you can see and mm. <laughs> black roofs. Yep. Um, and, and it's grown and we've um, the church has planted in different sites. There were four sites running consecutively at one point and all of those have become independent parishes now. So... Yeah, it, it has grown. And at one point I was overseeing SRE in 10 schools, um, primary schools, and there were there were big teams. So 18 teams was the, the most on a Sunday morning that I had to manage, which was pretty hard, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot mm. of moving parts, a lot of people, yeah. uh, a lot of volunteers that you're corralling and massaging yeah. and making work. Maybe it's a good point to start thinking about this managing teams and mm. to being a leader of leaders. What are some of the challenges that you've noticed in terms of leading teams? Oh, there's so many challenges. Um, I guess anybody who's been a leader of a team might know the frustration of if someone who's rostered on on your team, they don't turn up and they haven't told you and then suddenly it's stress for you because you have to produce a lesson quickly or mm. something like that or you may have multiple teams and you may feel the burden of training everybody under you, but you've got no time to think about how to do that. Um, you may be in a position where you don't feel particularly cared for um, by the people who, and you don't really know who should be caring for you, but you're carrying a, a massive load yourself. Uh, perhaps you feel a little bit taken advantage of sometimes. And maybe, um, you know, you, you feel like you, You've been put in a position, but you haven't necessarily been trained for that position or the responsibilities that you've been given, and you haven't been equipped. So all these things can happen in teams, and and certainly, you know, um, team leaders. We ask people to step up and be a leader, but sometimes we don't teach them what that means, and, and that produces its own own level of stress. And maybe some people will th try it for a while. And then throw it in. That's obviously not where we want people to go and we want to care for people and we want to equip them and help them feel like they're winning as a team leader and growing in competency. So I guess I've learned a lot of lessons along the way and at one point I found myself needing a mentor mm. and so I approached Tim Keller who was the children's minister at Castle Hill and he he's a, he's a fantastic leader um, and he, he said once that um, he keeps just working himself out of a job. He just makes himself redundant. And then, yeah, he just 
wonders what to do. So he goes on and leads something bigger. Yeah. Um, yeah. He didn't say that, but that's what he does. He's just yes, incredible. Because yeah. Castle Hill um, itself is, was yeah, quite a large parish in Sydney. Yeah, and that's now right. he's uh, looking after children's ministry for uh, Sydney on, Hill. That's right. Yeah, yeah. down in Melbourne. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, across their network of churches. So this this clarity is really important, and mm. as you said, the the clarity of role, both for ourselves and also those that we have, is going to be really key. Yep. Um, and so big on your thinking is this idea of an org chart. Now, some of us might be aware of that idea. Some of us might not. Just explain what what is an org chart, and then how does it actually work in children's ministry or youth ministry leadership? So an org chart is the organizational chart, and it's just the, I guess it's a diagram uh, vertically of who's in charge right at the top, right down to the kids and youth who are in the programs right at the bottom. And so just making that really, really clear is quite crucial, particularly if you're in a church which has complex teams. It's really important for every person, wherever they are, to know who's who they report to, who's uh, looking after them and who they have responsibility for. So who's above them in the org chart and who's below them in the org chart. So on, on a big team, it might be something like the senior minister uh, or pastor is right at the top. They may have an assistant who oversees children's youth ministry, perhaps. Then you get the children's minister or the youth minister. Then um, perhaps if we follow the children's ministry line, they may be in charge of a number of teams. So they'll have the team leader of the uh, play group or playtime um, thing that runs through the week. They'll be maybe in charge of the SRE coordinator. So that person will report to them and that, that person will have SRE teachers under them. Then there's the Sunday morning ministries. Uh, maybe it's just one site or maybe it's a, across a couple of sites or a couple of congregations. And then they may run an after-school kids club and perhaps a holiday club as well. So there's actually a lot of people that that person is responsible for looking after. And they will all have teams under them. So, um, and it goes right down to the junior leader who then cares for the kids mm. who, are, who are there. Yeah. So everybody should know where they are on that org chart and who is above them, who's going to care for them and help them do their job and who they report to and need to communicate with and also who they're responsible for looking after. Mm. So the ones down the chain, I suppose. So, I mean, the first real practical outcome application uh, from this, if you don't already have an org chart in your church, sit down for half an hour and see if you can draw it. Totally. And one of the things that we did at our church um, last year, and particularly in that sort of coming out of COVID and everything's messy, was just to write the full org chart out, including all the holes, because at least you then know what you're dealing with. Absolutely. And for for some churches, this is a really, really difficult thing to get clarity on. Um, so, uh, the, you know, some churches have just aren't structured this way, but um, every person needs to know who they report to, really. Mm. Um, otherwise, you know, if they're reporting to five different people, who's going to be looking after them, you know? So it's, it's quite tricky, yes. but clarity on that is really worth finding and presenting. And, and I think it even should be included in a job description. So just a simple one. So you know who you're reporting to and you know who you're responsible for yes. in a ministry job description. Yeah. Yeah. So clarity um, <coughs> around, and, and I mean, job description might be for the a paid person or a particular pod, but even role descriptions for, for every... Right, that's what I meant, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 
sorry, just to just <laughs> yeah, clarify, it's not yeah. just the paid person who has a, a job description, but yeah. for every level, if it's a team leader, leader, even the junior leaders, the teenagers who might be helping out with Kids Club or Sunday morning, that they've got a little role description, and then needs to be two or three paragraphs, yep. that it just says, here's... Here's what you do do. Here's what you're not responsible for. That can be quite freeing for a yeah. teenager to say, oh, I don't have to worry about these things. Totally. Um, and here's who is particularly looking after you. Right, right. And here's the duration of the role yes. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah sure. no, really good. Yeah. Uh, so clarity. That I mean, that's not one of our three C's. Maybe that's the fourth C we could have. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, to talk about your, your three C's of leadership. Um, the first one is you've got is care. So. Right. Why is it important in this structure to care for our leaders, and what does that actually look like? Yeah, so on the so this is the three C's apply to everybody on the org chart, from the senior minister right down to the junior leader. Okay, that's good. Yeah, so that's important to know, and every single person on the org chart, whatever level of leadership, they have to do three things, and they all start with C. And that means I can remember them because <laughs> I find it really tricky to remember things. And this really tells you how to be in a team, how to do teams well, how to avoid all those frustrations that I spoke about earlier, um, which can exist when you're a part of a team. One of them is C, uh, is care. So you care for the people who are immediately below you in the org chart. The senior minister should be caring for the assistant minister who cares for the children's minister and youth minister. What that means is that that person has that has their back. They support them. They're interested not just in them doing the job, but actually how they're going as a person, mm. how they're going in their discipleship and um, growing in Christ. There'll be a level of personal care, and they may m have structured ways that they meet up or... Um, some questions that are regularly asked and prayer and but wherever they are in the team you need to know that you're valued and you're appreciated and that someone has your back and is caring for you and praying for you and ministering to you yeah and that's really important because sometimes ministry can be lonely right yeah absolutely yeah yeah and i like the way you you set up the those three c's there that regardless of the size of your church this will work so you might be in a church of 50 people and it's you know rector only church it's just a senior minister maybe even a part-time minister looking after us very small group of people two or three families you know and, and but this still works these this structure yeah and you might be in a very large church multi-site dozens of staff dozens and dozens of leaders and junior leaders and but it, if you've got this structure right these all yep. really clear then it works all the way down anywhere on that spectrum yeah it's completely scalable so yeah. from a very very small team to a really big complex team this works because every single person does three things they care and then they communicate and they coach yeah which we'll, we'll yeah. get to now so let's <laughs> talk about uh communication uh what do you mean by communication what sort of things am i communicating yeah so if you can imagine being a team member you might need to know various things to do your job well you'll need if you're teaching You'll need to know what the syllabus is, what the curriculum is. You'll need to know that in good time so that you can actually prepare well. If you're a team member and something happens and you can't make it, it's your responsibility to communicate that, mm. right? So there's communication that goes down the chain and communication that goes up the chain. So uh, you're responsible for communicating up the chain if there are issues that will affect the running of the group, 
that you're a part of, and you're responsible for communicating down the chain so that the people who are under you know what they're doing and they can prepare well. Yeah, so it's, it's just these, these things are not rocket science, um, but hopefully the three C's just give clarity to what a good leader might be doing anyway. And if someone has no idea about how to be in a team, this will provide really neat scaffolding for them to go, oh, I get it. Mm. I need to care for the people below me and I need to communicate up the chain and down the chain. There's different uh, ways in which we can communicate from, I'm thinking about, you know, big in-person leadership meetings mm. through to the, you know, throughout the week, messages, text messages, emails, those kinds of things. And we've often got people in our children's and youth ministry team with uh, various digital competencies, right. uh, different mm. availabilities in terms of time and being able to make leadership meetings and face-to-face things. Yep. Have you got any wisdom for people on the best way to use different types of communication, how right. to use them well, uh, how often to communicate? Is there such a thing as over-communicating? Like, how do you fit oh, well. all of those bits and pieces together? That's, that's uh, great thoughts. Um I think the best way is just ask your team and then agree on a platform. Okay. Um, don't make it lots of platforms. Make it one platform and just say, this is how we're communicating. So that whether it's an email, whether it's a phone call, whether it's a WhatsApp group or a Facebook messenger or something, but everyone's on the same, yeah, on the same platform. So clarity on that is would be very, very helpful, but it'll be different for every team. Mm depending on how young they are and how, you know, afraid they are with different platforms. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and a lot of churches are using different types of church management software, which might have some right. sort of communication built in as well or rostering systems and things like that. Totally. totally. So there might yep. be proficiencies there and yes. different things to ways to communicate. Right. Yeah. So you may do rostering via your um, Elvanto or CCB or something, but you'll have just the personal communications in a different way through a WhatsApp group or something like that. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm. So we're caring for our leaders. Uh, We're making sure we communicate to them and that they have clear responsibilities and ways to communicate back up to us as well. What about coaching? Uh, What sort of things do our leaders need coaching in? Yeah, so the third one is coaching. And the idea is that you would coach the people who are down the chain from you. So a leader of maybe a kid's church team might be responsible for coaching and developing the competencies of um, the people in that team to do their jobs well. And that may be um, giving a lesson, it may be running a game, maybe doing the welcoming for the kids or um, thinking through how do you do games, how do you do even the morning tea well. You can break it down to very minute tasks, but um, it's just a good leader will develop the people um, in their team and encourage them and slowly just extend them a little by little to increase their competency. So they'll be looking to um, explain what they'd like, talk about what good looks like, give them a go, review that with them, Mm. and, um, you know, all in a very safe, caring relationship so that that person actually um, grows in their skills and abilities and can, yeah, is competent and, and makes... Uh, their time in their ministry a bit of a joy actually as they really get to do things well and can continually improve and do things well so that could be for you know your scripture teachers you could run um, termly training 
for them. Um, you could just have times where you get them together and they and they share a meal together and pray. And you might throw in a five-minute training from one of the YouthWorks uh, modules on being, a, you know, on how to be a good scripture teacher. But senior ministers also will be coaching the children's minister and the youth minister. How do they actually care for their teams, and what sort of things should they be thinking about to grow this ministry? Um, what sort of time should they be putting into it? Mm. Yeah. So there's, and and the junior leader too will also be coaching the kids who are in their group. When we come in, this is what we do. We sit down and um, we have some time with, together just to talk. This is how we run a game. This is how we do it so we don't hurt people in the game. Uh, you know? uh, when we're singing, this is how we, how we all get in, involved and so we can have a good time together. So uh, every single person has a role to coach those who are underneath them. And if, this, if they actually do this, then the burden of training everybody is distributed along, yeah, along the whole system. So if you get every single person who takes this role seriously, then people are being um, grown in their competencies all along the way and it doesn't rest on the shoulders of the youth or children's minister. Yeah, I really like that. And the you've, again, spoken there about different types and, and scales of training. So some of it is... You know, on well, it's in the middle of the ministry. You've got, you know, as you say, the, the junior leaders helping the kids know what to do in this mm. point. You'll have on the job training where you just pull someone up and just sort of say, "Hey, that was great. You did this," or "Oh, next time do this." And yeah. then you've got all the way through to again formalise. Let's meet uh, outside of our ministry time to actually do formal training. Might be an hour, might be two hours, or whatever it is. So there's a variety there. As yeah, well. that's right. So there's the formal injection of training, perhaps. And but there's mentoring that happens along the way. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So the senior minister might be sending um, people away to conferences to get um, skilled in how to how to do their job well. Yeah. And that's helpful as well. Mm. That your coaching doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, you always have to be the one passing on to the next one. It's also using the resources you have. It might be other people. Yeah. Um, yes, you can go to youthworks.net for uh, and check out the ministry support tab. We have a whole lot of training. We're happy to come to churches and run training for you but there's other conferences we talk about SNBC does courses and the conference day um, there's lots of different ways you can get training in lots of different ways yeah totally totally and you may not be particularly good at an area that you'd like you can see where the team could develop so you can enlist some help um, I, I'm not very great at hospitality but when I was caring for 10 scripture teams yeah I was I was greatly blessed by another lady in the congregation who said why don't we have everybody over to my place for a meal once a term? That was brilliant. And then I could run the training. I could run the, the, the half hour that we were together. But she provided this wonderful place where people just relaxed and could share. Mm. It was really good. It's a great know. expression of the body of Christ. There are right. all different ways, all different things we can contribute, which is really excellent. Yeah. One of the things that comes into my mind as we talk about this topic is a line I think I picked up from Annette Saftram in her book, Sustainable Children's Ministry. She talks about the dis difference between... Uh, delegating, not dumping. And I think what you've provided here is a clear scaffold, a structure to think about how do we actually delegate well. Um, and, and good delegation mm. includes continual care, continual communication, continual coaching. 
um, as opposed to dumping someone saying, oh, great, I've got someone for a job. Good. Here we go. See you later. I'll check in with you in 12 months' time. Yeah, totally. So Pete Mayrick would say it's um, delegation is not abdication. Mm. So it's not abdicating your responsibility and just letting somebody else make all the mistakes and they wear, wear everything. Um, I guess it's more like a sporting team. So the coach of the team will really invest in the players and will really care for them. Um, and I, yeah, I think that's a really good analogy for if you're going to be a, a, a team leader, what sort of leader you need to be. And, and maybe just one more thing. This works best, of course, when everybody is on the same page. Yes. And um, so the senior minister recognises that he's got these three C's, responsibility. But you might find yourself in a team where this doesn't actually happen. And I just encourage you to work at your areas of influence. So make sure you're caring for your people, you're coaching them, and you're communicating up and down the chain. It may be that you can lead up. Um, you can gently influence the people above you and, um, and you can just carefully explain what you'd like in terms of how you'd like to be led. Absolutely. And I think on that point as well, one of the great joys of our job uh, as Children's Ministry Advisors for YouthWorks is to actually come alongside and be someone who is outside of the line management. In some ways, we're kind of outside mm. the org chart. Yeah. And that provides different opportunities for children's and youth ministers who might need, uh, maybe it's care, maybe it's communication, maybe it's coaching because they're either not receiving that from up or they just need someone external just to externally validate, come alongside. And so if you're listening, if you're not already connected with the YouthWorks ministry advisor, doesn't matter where you are, we'd love to be in communication with you. We'd love to help you. And again, you can go to youthworks.net, look at the ministry support tab and find the About Us. You'll find my email, you'll find Adam's email. Uh, you can get in contact with us. We'd love to come alongside you, regardless of where you are, regardless of which denomination you're in. We want to see effective children's and youth ministry in every church. And so we'll be able to mm. connect you with that. Thanks, Adam. It's been really, really helpful to hear that, to think about how do we lead our teams. And again, this the, the three C's, the care, the communication and the coaching and the scalability of that, whether you're in a, a very small church, very large church, somewhere in the middle, you can implement these things all the way down through that organizational chart. Thank you so much, Adam. Really appreciated your insights here. Yeah, no worries. And yep, thanks everybody. And please get on the uh, get on the email if you need to. Thanks. The Effective Ministry Podcast is a production of YouthWorks in Sydney. We want to see effective youth and children's ministry in every church. And one of the ways that you can help us do that is by letting people know about this podcast in all the usual ways like comment, share and review on your favorite social media and podcasting platform. If you've got comments, thoughts or questions for this podcast, you can email us at effectiveministrypodcast at youthworks.net and also check out youthworks.net for other ways that YouthWorks can help you have an effective youth and children's ministry in your church.